Hello, everybody. Welcome to Ben and Chris Talk Football. I am Chris. And I am Ben. And we are here to bring you our opinions on the news, notes, and happenings from around the NFL. First up this week, some big games this weekend. Really, really big pivotal games for the wild card spots. More centered on the uh, AFC side th- uh, today. Uh, we got Buffalo at Pittsburgh. And who would have thought when this season started and, and those teams went through, well, especially Pittsburgh, we talked about this last week, some of the things they went through. Yeah. We'd be even, be, even be having this discussion right now, that this game would matter for them this late in the season. It's pretty impressive. You also got to look at the fact that Buffalo's still in the division. Oh, race. absolutely. So not only do they need to win to stay in this, stay in the five spot, but they need to win to keep pace with the Patriots so that next week's pivotal Week 16 matchup against the Patriots could mean the division, which is interesting. And Pittsburgh needs a win because they got two teams on their heels. Um, Houston, Tennessee. So you kind of have to – You know, everyone needs – essentially everyone needs to win these games. The problem is for all four of these teams, they're all facing each other. And we'll talk about the other ones uh, afterwards. I was going to say the bright spot for Pittsburgh is that Houston and Tennessee are playing each other, so they don't – they only have to worry about one of those teams potentially gaining ground. Correct, correct. Um, it is advantageous for the Steelers. Um, and even if they lose this game, it's not the end of the world for them. But if I'm if I'm Pittsburgh, I, I'm pushing hard to keep, keep um, Houston and Tennessee behind me, even though they're fighting for their division spot. And the other plus is, is that Houston and Tennessee not only face this week, they'll face each other again week 17. Yeah, who would have thought when they just threw that in the, in the schedule that I it would know. be this big of a, a deal? The whole the whole point of the um, the whole point the way they make the schedules is to try to make sure that that week seventeen, week sixteen, week seventeen division matchup if they have it means something. Well, that was their goal. They nailed it this time because that could very well be the division deciding game. I mean, we got we got it across the board. You know, you, we, week sixteen Buffalo and New England. I mean, that's that's something that yeah, that's huge. I mean, for Years you haven't had to even think about a uh, AFC East matchup meaning something from week fourteen on. Yeah, but it's going to mean something. Yeah, fourteen. Some of those yet generous for some of those seasons. So some if of you those look years over by week ten. So if you look at it, who has the edge in this game? Buffalo and Pittsburgh. Yes. Man, I don't know. There's so many variables, and well, there isn't every game, but. I'd say Pittsburgh. They're at home, right? It's a tough place to play, and we know we, we've discussed the kicker situation, kicking situation. Uh, both defenses have been playing very solid. Pittsburgh's defense has been playing what a lot of people thought was well above their skill level. That Fitzpatrick trade cannot be it cannot be overstated how big the make a Fitzpatrick trade was by Pittsburgh early in the season, right? You know, Devin Bush has been playing. Like a rookie of the year. Craig Hayward on the defensive line. T.J. Watt. I mean, it, that's it, a stacked defense, a very low-key stacked defense. And and Mika Fitzpatrick playing the way he's playing is helping Joe Hayden have kind of a – I don't want to say he's like out to pasture, but, you know, he wasn't playing good. And, and Mika comes in and he kind of revitalizes him, and it helps the second the secondary as, as a whole. Um, it, it's – I think this game is tilting – towards Pittsburgh just because they have more confidence in Hodges than they do than I think Buffalo has in Allen. Just my opinion. I don't know if it's a confidence from like a coaching staff standpoint, but I know I do. <laughs> I mean, some of those passes Josh Allen was throwing last week against Baltimore, he had he had he had defenders beat. Right. Receivers had defenders beat. And he threw the ball five yards past him. It, we're not talking once or twice. It happens to any quarterback. You look at any game film from any game, you're going to see even the best quarterbacks missing guys by a couple yards from, from time to time. Every time I'd see a highlight of a third down play from Buffalo last week against Baltimore, yeah. it was of Josh Allen throwing to a receiver that had the defender beat and overthrowing him by three to five yards. Not feet, yards. Not even close. Right, and that's that's been a problem since... He started. Yeah. Um, the problem's going to be 
is each of these teams face a juggernaut coming up. Buffalo's got New England, right? Pittsburgh's got Baltimore week 17. The yeah. only Ooh. upside is is if Baltimore locks in these game locks it in cuz they're they're killing the Jets right now. They lock in their week 16 game. I don't know who they face offhand. They lock that in. They might not need week 17. So now you might have a you may have an RG3 game. And I'm not saying that's a, a gimme, but it's not facing Lamar Jackson. So oh, yeah. Totally Pittsburgh, different. Pittsburgh might have that gimme game. And like, and like I pointed out earlier, Houston and Tennessee are facing Week 17. So now you have a lot of things rolling in their favor. And Pittsburgh will have the Jets next week. So even if it's not the end of the world for Steelers to lose this week, I think it's the end of the world for the division for Buffalo. And if they have to go on the road... I just don't think that team travels well on the road. I, I don't have high hopes for Buffalo because the point you made, Josh Allen, just not accurate enough for for my liking. Yeah, I mean, he, he can run. He's mobile. But against that defense, is he going to be able to get out? I mean, he's not Lamar Jackson, let's face it. Is he going to be able to get out and do enough to be effective in the passing game? Because as like we both just stated, he couldn't hit water falling out of a boat last week. Uh, wide open receivers missing them and, and this is a guy that's touted for his ability to throw on the run he was throwing on the run he was throwing on the pocket no matter what he did he couldn't hit a receiver right you're not i mean honestly i think overall defensive talent wise i think pittsburgh's better than baltimore i think the only upside for because if the playoffs started right now buffalo goes to to houston i think that helps them because We'll get to my point on Houston. Yeah, which Houston? Good but Houston or Bizarro World Houston? Let's be real. If Tennessee if Tennessee flips and gets that division, we have a whole different story. Because this, this team is hot, and they're hot at the right time. Oh, yeah. And if they go into the, they go into the playoffs as hot as they are, Buffalo has to go to Tennessee. We've seen that, we've seen that before, haven't we? <laughs> we've seen yep. that one before. Yep. The forward um, pass. Music City Miracle. Yeah, that was something. Uh, I was the only one in our classroom poll that picked Buffalo, and I thought I had it. You had it? I had it. You had it right there? Oh, nope. Yep, yep. I just, I just, if I'm Buffalo, I'm hoping the Texans, Um, I know they have the talent. I know they have the talent. I don't know where their head's at when the playoffs come. That's a thing. Yeah. I don't know where their head's at right now. Yeah. I don't know where it's going to be when they when they get to the playoffs. Because uh, you can almost count out the Colts at this point. I think yeah. we're at that point. It was a nice story. Um, maybe they can build sort of next year, but I think um, I think they're off the, the chart. I think this game means more for Buffalo. Sure. I think it's it's going to matter more for them to win this game, keep keep – in track with um, New England and maintain their fifth seed, if you will, so that they're not worried about falling behind because they lose. They're now tied with Pittsburgh, and you have one of Tennessee or Houston right there still on on the doorstep trying to knock in and trying to come in. I just – I like it better for – Buffalo, if they need to win, they need to win. Pittsburgh can take the loss and still get in. Here's the thing. With Buffalo, you know, they came into the season, they had Josh Allen. Yep. They had some question marks at receiver, but they signed solid guys like a Cole Beasley who nothing flashy, but he's consistent. Right. He, with the exception of last week, what I saw, has good hands. He's a good receiver. You know, decent tight end play. Some good running backs. Frank Gore, who's 112 years old. And uh Devin Singletary. Devin Singletary, yes. And they have they and they have their rookie uh Dawson Knox. Yep. He's playing uh, above his projected level. But I mean, yeah, but I mean with, with between all the running backs and everything, they've had a very there's a lot of hope on offense and they seem to always be good on defense because they're usually in the top ten. They can take a good right. Solid talent in that and a defensive position. I think everybody kind of expected them to be better. 
Not 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 better than they are, but to be good. Right. And 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 it's always the narrative with Buffalo is they start taking hits on on their roster. Right. And they don't they've they've been known to not construct a roster to support taking injuries. Well, I don't think they've really taken many injuries. No, and, and exactly. Cuz I mean, it always seems like they'll start out you know, 4 and 1, 5 and 0. Oh. And then next thing you know, they're 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 five and six because they've had three defensive starters go out with seizing any injuries right. three weeks in a row, and it's like a totally different team. And then they can't win a game; they can't compete. Hasn't happened this year. Uh, not certainly not trying to jinx anybody. And they're winning ugly. And they're exactly that's the thing; they're winning ugly. They're doing what they have to do to win. And I just people expected them to be good, to be able to compete, right? To be nine and four in a game out of the division, I don't know if a lot of people expected that. I doubt that that was the expectation. But now Buffalo expects Buffalo is not playing right now for a wild card. Buffalo wants the East. Oh, they yeah. want the division. They oh, yeah. want to take out the Patriots. They want that stamp on their passport. Like they want they want a team to have to come to Buffalo yeah. in January. Right. Oh my and god. To your point, or to your question, who's it mean more to? I think it means a lot to both teams. But Buffalo has been building to be competitive. Pittsburgh, we all know the history. Yep. We all know. I mean, as long as the Patriots have been good, the Steelers have been good. I mean, they're they're now even longer. But nobody expected them to do a damn thing once. You know, okay, Browns is not on the team. Same thing we talked about last week. I don't have to sit here and repeat myself. Yeah. But nobody expected them, especially when Roethlisberger went out, went on IR. You knew he was done for the year. You saw how Mason Rudolph played. Devlin Hodges the first time around and didn't play so well. But then they go in, they get Fitzpatrick, and they have all this other talent on defense, and the offense is gelling. Oh, and by the way, now they're getting James Conner back Sunday, more than likely. Should have Juju Smith-Schuster back. Hasn't had a great season, but that could have been part injury-related. Could come out and do great. And if he comes out and he is anything like he was last year, ooh, man, along with the birds of James Washington, that's a dangerous team. But right now they're playing with house money. Oh, yeah. Nobody expected him to be here. So they went out and said, we'll just put it all out there, offensively, defensively. Let's just go out there and play. Like, every player is our last play. And... They put themselves in a position to not only get in the playoffs, but to be very dangerous in the playoffs. Like you, you would think the the, play, the team that should be in the Steelers' position is the Browns. Yeah, they should yeah, be there. Absolutely, they should be there. Like that's the only team I can look at the, the the playoffs and say. I mean, you got the Titans that are right on the the cusp, and that's what you would think the the Titans are. They're like that. They were like that. Uh, we don't know what they are, but we know Rabel's building something. I believe they made the playoffs last year. It's the Texans that you just you're scratching your head on, but the Steelers are just like, wow, you're there, you're in the playoffs, and you're looking at the Cleveland Browns, and it's like, what happened? What happened? Well, let's get into the other matchup. Okay, you mentioned Houston and Tennessee. Yeah, I keep mentioning it because I have I have an issue. So, uh, what's your issue? It's it's Houston Texans in general. Yeah, they they just they're terrible. Mental toughness. They're terrible. Not there. I mean, there's. I'm not saying like skill wise they're terrible. Mentally, not tough. They got up for this game against New England. They won. You could say barely. They won by a fingertip. Well, can, that's because they that's because they let up because they're mentally weak. Exactly. Yeah, that's the problem. Right. You can't be mentally weak. No. If you have a team on the ropes, you take them down. You're not beating Baltimore if you don't play 60 minutes. Nope. You're not beating Kansas City if you don't play 60 minutes. And I guarantee you if you play New England again, because this New England team is not going to be as bad offensively as they've been the last couple weeks or months in the playoffs. I know it sounds dumb. This offense is going to gel and it's going to come around. You're not going to beat them if you don't play 60 minutes. It just seems illogical. For a team that could beat the Patriots like they were for three and a half quarters, then can subsequently go into, not, no, not go into, my apologies, 
stay home, stay home, <laughs> and lose to the Broncos. Not just lose, lose bad. Now they, they did. They did beat. come back. They did come back a little bit. Yeah, but well, they, not again to, in garbage time. But not to the degree that the Patriots did. No, and you should come back against the Broncos because they're missing a missing pieces and b they're not as good as they used to be. They they're in that transition mode that they need to. Filter out players, get new ones in. I just I don't have faith in the Houston Texans to do anything productive as members of society. They're, oh, I don't I don't. They're know not about that. they're not good. I don't know about members of society. We're uh, talking about maybe I'm being a little field. strong, but they're just not good. Like you can agree with that. They're not good. No, I agree with that. But that's that's on the field. That's a whole different thing than. Off the field. And I think it's a coaching issue. Oh, the coach is too distracted by everything else because the team does not want to structure a front office. They don't want a GM. No, they, and they, they've already made their statement that they're not going to have yeah. one. Yeah, so, so we're going to have the same mess next year. How many years are you going to waste of Deshaun Watson's prime? DeAndre Hopkins' prime? And I, I bring this point up a lot to other about other players. When it's time to sign a contract extension... There'll be a point where they 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 put a big enough number in front of them and say, "Oh yeah, I'm signing, I'm signing that." But do do you allocate enough money to make sure you have enough money for all other players? Right. And if you decide you want to do that, now you put a contract in front of Deshaun Watson that's not top of the market, and he has to look at it and say, "Let me uh let me do the circuit this off season for free agency, and let me see what's out there, what options I have yeah. because." I don't know if I have a faith in this. And to be honest, they'll have they'll have the Buccaneers week 16. That's a sneaky game where again they could have a Broncos issue. The Buccaneers smashed in between two Titans games. I could feasibly see them going 0 and 3. 0 and 3 out of the playoffs, sitting at home with Deshaun Watson, DeAndre Hopkins, William Fuller, uh, William Fuller, who's actually healthy for the end of the season for a change. Kenny Stills has been productive. Carlos Hyde, Duke Johnson, a, a remade offensive line with a fir- two first-round picks given up for that left tackle. Yeah, Laramie Tunsil. And I know they're losing. J- they lost JJ Watt, but they decided to trade JV and Clowney. And you have all this talent, and you're not in the playoffs. And who 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 does Bill O'Brien have to answer to? One person himself. Look in the mirror. Well, owner. I was thinking. I was thinking the owner. That's well, the only person they have, that's the answer to. Yeah, but Bill O'Brien makes a lot of really crappy calls. And he does. And Bill O'Brien, <laughs> I don't know if he loves winning as much as he loves blaming the other people for his problems. Yeah, that's about right. Like if he doesn't win a game. It's not that his team wasn't ready. It's not this. It's not that. He'll sit there and throw a tantrum about how, you know, he complains to the media, which I I, I get from time to time. Trust me. From the media to the refs to this to that. Now, Patriots had some bad calls against them in that game Sunday. How many players came out and said, oh, the refs screwed us? None. None that I heard. No, no. It was, we got to make better plays. We got to win these games. It's our fault. Yeah. Same with the coach. We're on, we're moving on to Cincinnati. Wasn't any of this whining or crying because it's mental toughness. You get that with a lot of other games. You're not going to, I mean, that's one of the reasons I'm not a huge Aaron Rodgers fan. Guy's as talented as can be, but when he started struggling, he chose to throw Mike McCarthy under the bus. That he did. A, a guy he had been paired with for many, many, many years and been very successful with all of a sudden... Mike McCarthy didn't know what he was doing, and it wasn't Aaron Rodgers' fault that he was playing bad. It was Mike McCarthy calling the same plays he'd been calling for a decade that worked just fine. It, you, you can't, you can't do that. After a while, people just—I don't. Know, you almost wonder if this team believes in themselves. I don't think they do. Well, I mean, they show up to every game with different costumes now. Yeah, I mean that's a thing. Yeah, it, it's great for Instagram clicks. It doesn't win games. 
That's all well and I'm good. Just, I'm just. But, putting no, it I know. The, I know. From your point, I'm not saying you. I'm saying it from their point yeah, of view. It's it's just good for them. Ooh, you guys look so cool in those SWAT team outfits. Awesome. Um, I believe they showed up in their Leathermans last season or the season before in the playoffs to face the Patriots, and they got blown out. Blown out. I'm just wondering, like, how many points those costumes are worth on the field. Zero. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So Zero. It doesn't matter. So don't worry about that and focus on damn football game. It's it's it's, it's ridiculous in, in my opinion. So I'll ask you this: We're looking at six teams right now. Baltimore, we agree, will be the number one seed. I don't see any situation or not. Does there's there's just not enough at no. this point? There's not enough time for the the Patriots to catch up. They'd have to be have a better record than them, and with the win, to, they'll win tonight. I think that'll lock up the number one seed. There's a possibility that the Patriots could lose the two seed because you know Chiefs are nine and four, the Bills are nine and four. So not only could they lose the top, the, the two seed, they could lose the division lead. But we're safe to say they should beat Cincinnati this weekend. That'll clinch them a playoff spot. Well, the only reason they'll beat Cincinnati is because they saw all their yes. Their signals. So it's and I think Chiefs you know, Chiefs locked up their division, um, so they're in. The other three teams, I take the Texans out. I put the Tennessee Titans in, and that's your that's that's your AFC. Oh, Pittsburgh and Tennessee for the wild card. Is no, that what you're saying take Tennis Ten. Houston Texans out. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Put the Tennessee Titans in as the division winner. Oh, oh, division. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. And that's your that's your six teams because you have Steelers at the six seed, Buffalo as the five seed. So I think as far as seeding-wise, I don't know where they're all going to fall, but I believe these six teams, excluding the Texans and putting the Titans in, that's your playoffs. The best thing the Titans have done maybe in the history of their franchise is take out Marcus Mariota. And put in Ryan Tannehill because he's had a career reemergence. This guy's playing his ass off. That he's was taking fr- hits. He's diving. He's diving around and playing the guy who has nothing to lose. He's a leader. Like I never thought I'd say this about Ryan Tannehill. No. Like the, the guy I, I saw in Miami, no way. But he's playing with heart. I mean, Lake Tennessee hate Tennessee. Lake Tannehill hate Tannehill. I, you know, I have nothing against the the, the organization yeah. or or Ryan Tannehill, so I don't. But man, he is—he's fun to watch, and I—I'll I, I, say this: that's a ballsy move by Mike Rabel. Yeah, to say, Marcus, you're sitting. Ryan, you're in. The guy everyone said was the future of their franchise shouted it from the rooftops for the past five years. <clears throat> nope, sorry. Uh, he's going somewhere else. We're going with you, Tannehill. He's going somewhere else. Oh yeah, he's done. And they'll tag. They'll tag Tannehill. Sure, because I, I, I don't. I don't know where they'll be. I mean, unless unless they stun the world and win the Super Bowl, which even then I don't think they would do. I don't think they would sign them an extension. I don't think if they did, you wouldn't see it. It wouldn't be like a six-year monster contract. But if they could say wait, two years with an option. I mean, unfortunately, Tannehill has had some injuries in his career. So I mean. But franchise franchise tagging them is also really pricey. Oh, it is pricey, but it also leaves you that wiggle room that you could you could draft a quarterback in the second or third round that you maybe like, put him on the bench behind him, and now you have Tannehill for a year. And it <laughs> still leaves you the opening to tag him next year, even though, unfortunately, it goes from... The franchise tag for the first year is the um, average of the top five in that position. The second one is the average of the top five players in the league. Oh, I thought it was top three a uh, second year. I believe it was top. It, it could be top three, but I know the second the second year is j- the entire league. Okay. I'm 90% sure on that. Someone wants to go dig in and correct me, by all means. Let me give me the information. Well, they don't have to sign Tannehill long term because they can just wait three years, and then Deshaun Watson can just go play for him. Oh yeah, they could do that. <laughs> they could do that. Um, I just, I just think Tennessee's building up enough currency with with their in their city to to kind of protect Vrabel for another season or two. No matter what they do. Oh yeah, Vrabel's safe for a few. I, I, yeah, I think this. this 
if they didn't make that move, I, I could see ownership looking at it and saying, all right, Mike, you got one more season to show us what you really got. And do you want to put that faith in Mariota? Whereas he made the move now to say, I see something in Ryan, and I'm going to put I'm going to put him in, and I'm going to see what we get out of him. And now he's building up this currency to say, I made this move. This is my decision. And I'm going to say Tennessee's going to be in the playoffs as a division winner. Very possible. I would not be surprised. Like, I think they beat Houston this weekend. Yeah. I, even even if the good Houston shows up, Tennessee's defense is good enough to hold them off for a while. And oh, yeah. They, their, their offense can score. They can move the ball. Derrick Henry? Look, I've never been a believer in Derrick Henry. He's showing up at the end of the season again. That's the, that's well, he's, the... he's been good throughout the year, though. Not just, I mean, I'm not. Ta- I mean, you're not talking. He's Ladainian Tomlinson in his prime, but I mean, the guys had some big games when they needed him, and nobody nobody was less of a Derrick Henry believer than me. You are you were the forefront of the Derrick Henry haters, and I mean, I had no reason. I just just far as just him getting things done on the field. Like he had a few good games last year, and that was it. Whatever it is, he's carried it over, and he's been all right this year. I and mean, I'll, I'll add this little caveat onto what Tennessee needs to do. They're going to need to take both te- both Texans games because yeah, they, they have the Saints sandwiched in between. Oh, good luck with that. And well, I don't know. I don't see the Saints. I don't see the Saints pulling pulling off the pedal. Because they want, they want number one. It's rare to see, but there is an evil twin Saints team that shows up from time to time and just totally bombs. There is that. There is you are you are correct, sir. There is, it's very very rare because that, it's a well coached team and there's a lot of talent. But it it it, it is, and every team has that. No matter how we it, are. It really is ugly head a few weeks ago. Yeah, I believe against Atlanta. Yes. That's the game I was thinking of, yeah. Against Atlanta, when they just they just looked like a, a third or fourth tier team, which they certainly are not. But no. that's how they looked. But then they they go and do what they did last week and just and still lost, right? So I mean, not trying to back in the Saints. I got a lot of respect for Drew Brees and the organization and all that. But like, I mean, <laughs> you got to win these games. You do. You do. I. I, I I'm just I'm just looking at the um, the rushing totals for Mister One, Mister Derrick Henry. I gotta say, you're right. I He's mean, been he, steady. He had he had one game where he had 44 yards. He had another game they had 28 yards. Other than that, he's Dude, those two games alone. He's outrushed Sony Michelle for the season. That's correct. That is a correct statement. But yeah, he's got 13 rushing touchdowns. He's got over 1,200 yards. I mean. We know he's not vital to the passing game, so his passing totals are yeah. not astronomical. He's surprisingly, for a big running back, he only has five fumbles and three lost fumbles. Now, most teams that would be, most players that would be, like, egregious, but he's a big back. He can't really get low like other running backs can. So to have five fumbles and three lost, I'd say that's pretty good. And they won all three games that he had them. But I'm I'm stunned that, you're right, he's been remarkably consistent. It's, even fantasy-wise, if you had him fantasy-wise, that's pretty consistent right there. I mean, you're looking at one, two games where he kind of, kind of beat you. He kind of just tanked. didn't help. I don't want to say tank. Tank, one game he was okay. But there's really like one game this season where he had 15 carries for 28 yards, three for five. So oh, it's everyone has a dud every now and then. Like even the game where he had 44 yards, he had a rushing touchdown. So right. that's a little, little extra on the top. So yeah, I I can't deny that. See, you mentioned fantasy. I did mention fantasy. It, uh, you got a big game coming up this weekend. I don't anymore, thanks to you. No, you're, you're welcome, by the way. Yeah, uh, I, have, I have a consolation game. I, I wanted cool. to end your season awesome. a little earlier because I, I wanted love you bronze to, medals. I wanted you to have time. Yeah. I wanted you to have time. To prepare. Yeah, yeah. yeah I wanted you to have well, time. Well, someone's going to end your season. Uh, no. 
No, yeah, I will. I will win lose. my game this weekend. Oh man, you're getting. Oh no, you're already. You're uh, getting too cocky. You're pissing off the fantasy football gods. I am not. They're going to smite you now. I am deciding on who I'm going to play this weekend. So it's I'm going to be the wrong There, but I'm confident that I'm going to win, despite Justin Tucker's lackluster game. Um, well, if you're banking on Justin Tucker, buddy, I was not banking on <laughs> Justin Tucker. He's um, not your bank player this week. No, okay. no, he's not. No, he's not. Uh, I'm confident going into this weekend. I have to decide on my quarterback still and a couple of position players. Um, I do have a triple stack, so I have to decide if I want to go run that out there again this week or Those not. Cowboys, that kind of gets knocked down a peg. They still have given me multiple weeks of just crushing my opponent. Yeah. You experienced that last week. Yeah, well, so, it's garbage time. Hey, I was so man. I was looking at. I was looking at that. Yeah, and through like three quarters, the three of them combined, Elliot Cooper and and Prescott, had you like thirty five points, and I'm like, oh man, this is beautiful. And then he what has happened? three three of his big players, and then <laughs> sixty four points. Yeah, because. Garbage time. Yep. And Dak's like, oh, oh, bomb the Cooper. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, there goes that. Awesome. And with with any any thought of you coming back for the 4 o'clock games, a 330 drop the Patriots defense, pick up A.J. Brown, just kind of crushed any hope. Well, it didn't didn't really matter. Because it didn't matter. You could have taken I, A.J. Brown out, and I still would have lost. I know. I could have I left with a zero and still won. Barely, but any thoughts of any maneuverings, maybe some stat correction, A.J. Brown kind of just resolved that for me. It's all right. So I would say I'm happy with my team where it's at. I need to decide, make a few decisions before Sunday. Uh, I'm happy. I just want to change my team before Sunday. <laughs> Everything's all set except for the things I have to pick my mind up on. No, it's just one position, basically, that I have to decide on. I expect this every year. It's weird because I can have – there's besides the year I won the championship, there's years I have had, like, a team that is so vastly superior, just stat-wise, yep. which is all fantasy is, mm-hmm. to all the other teams in the league. This year wasn't so much. I mean, you and I were pretty even. Uh, points wise, I was a little higher. Yeah, but I mean, we were a good two hundred above the, th- the third place point scoring. Oh yeah, game. yeah, we were. And so the fact we had to play and ended up being lopsided didn't really surprise me. I, I was on the wrong end of that, but you know. But I I get to a point where by like Thursday afternoon of the playoff week, I'm like, this feeling of like fantasy football dread just comes over me i'm like i'm gonna friggin' lose right oh my god and i'm looking at my team and i'm looking at my matchups and i'm like this is i'm i'm i swear to you next draft i'm drafting for week 14 <laughs> i'm just gonna hope i get in the playoffs and i'm gonna draft for week 14 there you go that's a theory and i'll score the least points of any playoff team ever and i'll win the championship i, I don't know if that's a sound theory but it's a theory. No, it's, it's a terrible idea. That's like the Redskins, Washington Redskins uh, theory on like how to win football games in they, general. They almost they were they they were online to make the playoffs this year. For like, <laughs> Sadly, they were in that for division like, for like one Sadly. or two weeks. They were online, and then unfortunately they lost. Um, which I think this is going to lead us into this week's bank or tank. I know we were doing that. I was off a little bit. That's okay. I'll get it better next week. It's all right. Shenanigans. All right, since uh, you nailed your your line there, you can go first. You got for quarterback. Thank you. I'm going to go because um, we're, we're keeping the theme. We're going to go a little bold. I'm going to go Ryan Fitzpatrick against the Giants. Uh, Giants are bad in the passing game. They – were they bad in pass defense, too? Thank you. Thanks for correction. Yes, they're in pa- <laughs> bad in pass defense. They're also uh, terrible at getting to the quarterback. Uh, they're 24th in the league. Um, and well, it's actually an improvement. Last time I saw they were dead last. <laughs> so they're, they're moving yeah, on the they're way Yeah, they're moving up. up. Yeah. 
<laughs> so here's the bigger two things I'm going to think is, is going to um, give him issue. One, Eli's going to regress. Um, is he starting again this week? I haven't seen one way or the other. Because I think he already regressed after, after oh, halftime yeah. last that's, week. And that's what I was going to get the point. Yeah. He, he regressed at halftime. So if he plays, he's going to regress even more. Yeah. Two, um, Janoris Jenkins, you know, the guy that you didn't realize his nickname was Jackrabbit? Yeah. Uh, it's more important for him to tweet during practice than to actually practice. That's probably why they're in this pod they're in. I mean, he and he was tweeting to a fan. Oh, that's that's good. No, so it's, it's more important. Uh, apparently, Should do that gonna, instead of playing. They're going to handle internally, but Janoris Jenkins is their best best corner. Not Whew. saying a lot. Yeah. So with all that, I think he's uh, Ryan's in in line for twenty five point nine. I think he'll um, he'll get that very comfortably. I am going to go with a guy I've been very critical of who's been hot and cold this year. Yeah, who's that? I'm going to go with Mr. Kirk Cousins against yeah. the Chargers. I believe Adam Thielen is supposed to come back. Totally. He's been supposed to be coming back for two weeks now. Correct. I could have used him last weekend. You could have. But if he has digs... The running game, dealing, Rudolph has emerged against a Chargers defense that is not playing as good as it should be. I think, you know, I don't know if Minnesota wins the game or not. I have no idea. Probably do. But he'll definitely hit his projected totals. Oh. I don't I don't see, even if it's garbage time, <laughs> he's still going to get his, like, 25 projected points. Yeah, that's probably right. All right, running back, I'm going to go with... Your boy, Devin Singletary. Why do you keep saying that? Because he was your boy. I don't even know where that comes from. Like I've never mentioned a guy ever. Do you have? Maybe it was the un unreleased footage. Of what? Well, the earlier footage. Anyway, they're going. He's going up against Pittsburgh. Uh, and I know Pittsburgh is, is a stout defense. We've we mentioned them earlier this episode. We mentioned them uh, previous episodes. Here's my point on Devin. He's consistently the past four or five games gotten at least 15 carries, and he's gotten productive yards. And against 500 team, 500 plus teams, he's getting significant targets in the passing game. And he's only projected to get 11.7 points. So I think they're going to feed the ball. They're going to feed the ball to Devin against a Pittsburgh Steelers defense, and they need to win this game. So I think he's going to get the, the the carries, the targets that he needs to to get the points. Okay, I'm going to go with a guy, another guy I've been very, very critical of, uh, Aaron Jones. You've you've been extremely critical. critical of him. He's been really good this year. And, I mean, that's not breaking news, but he is – last time I checked, he was in – top five or six of fantasy running backs points wise um the only reason this could be kind of a hot take for a, a, a bank pick is they're playing the bears that's a stout d it is uh even better than i think their projections i think they had some slip-ups in the middle of the season yeah when trubisky couldn't get anything but a three and out and they were on the field 45 minutes a game kind of brought their rankings down overall yeah. but they're a lot better than they look on paper and i think they're going to be able to pressure aaron Rodgers, which is going to allow aaron jones the other aaron to get out get some passes we've seen what he can do in the passing game he's been running effectively they've more than shown they want to use him and rely on him in close games so i think without a doubt you can bank on him this week it's interesting Interesting take, especially you're you've been very down on Jones. Oh, hundred percent. I I was not a fan, but all right. I'm gonna go with uh, my bank wide receiver is gonna be one Mr. DK Metcalf. They're facing the Panthers. Um, are they even the defense at this point? They are, um, but unfortunately, uh, they're crumbling. They lack the will to even play. Uh, I thought, as I said it uh, last last Thursday's episode, 
that they would actually show up because they wanted to keep their jobs or showcase themselves for a future job. And they did the opposite against a team that is uh, – uh, personally, I think Atlanta is just going to start tearing it apart starting this offseason. And Atlanta went and destroyed Carolina. The only person that showed up realistically would be CMC, and he can't do it all himself. He can play defense. He can try. So with that, I have zero faith in the Panthers, and therefore 11.9. Very much capable of DK Metcalf getting. Also, Seattle needs to maintain um, maintain their record so they're in striking distance to get San Francisco. I'm going to go with Mr. Chris Godwin of the Buccaneers against the Lions. Not really so much against about who he's playing. It's about the fact of being all Mike Evans on the field more than likely. Very, very unlikely he plays. That hamstring injury looked very painful last week. He was really hopping around. They haven't really said the severity of it, but they said they don't intend on putting him on IR. Either way, I don't think he'll be out there, and if he is, he's not running around anywhere and being effective. It'll be the Chris Godwin show and throw the tight ends in there and the running backs, but whatever. Godwin's a stud. He's a star receiver. Yeah. And the only reason, again, like Aaron Jones against a good defense – this is a bank, and it's a bold prediction, is because Godwin is projected to get a very, very high point total. Almost 17 points in our league Whoa. for a receiver that's being thrown to by Jameis Winston. Now, even though he's going to be the guy that's probably going to get double covered because Evans isn't on the field, right? I still think he's good enough to make an impact. And, you know, Jameis has many, many flaws as a quarterback, but he puts up numbers. He does. And somebody has to be on the receiving end of those numbers, and I think it's Chris Godwin. Okay. And now, as we always say, with the positive comes the negative. So let's start us down that downward spiral, Ben. Who you All got? All right. All right. And a lot my tanks in general are not tank are not um realistically going against the players. It's just the matchup and the scenario. Quarterbacks, Tom Brady. You're wrong. We'll proceed. I know they're 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 going against um, Cincinnati. Uh, I think the defense is going to perform like they did in the first three or four games, where they're turning the ball over, short fields, maybe even defensive touchdowns. Running game, maybe. And I I was predicting a running game uh, this week. I just don't I'd, think, I'd love to see it. I don't think Tom's going to get enough passes. It's going to be one of those games where if he's going to get to 26 points, he's going to need to get click off three, maybe four touchdowns. Yeah, which he hasn't done since like week two, right. one or two. Yeah. So I just don't think there's going to be enough there for him to get his point total. So it's not that Tom's going to suffer, uh, struggle. It's just that he's. it's not going to be there for him to get. That's, that's sound logic. And the Bengals' defense hasn't been as bad as the offense this year. They haven't been great, but not as bad. So, I mean, especially if Isaiah Wynn doesn't play again, uh, yeah, they could that could very well be a good pick. I'm going to go with Patrick Mahomes uh, for two main reasons. Okay. They had their Super Bowl last Sunday. Yeah, they did. And they were all over talking about it, running their mouth, this and that. Okay, fine. You won. You get to talk. That's cool. There's going to be a letdown, and they're playing Denver, a team that can pressure the quarterback and cover the receivers. I know they're in Kansas City. I think losing to the Colts brought down a lot of the mystique of Arrowhead Stadium, although there is still some there. There is. This team isn't feared the way it was last year. No, I don't think they have the – they're not clicking. Yeah, they're not – I mean, they can put up a lot of points. They can score. But you even, you even saw it against the Patriots. They put, they, up, they put up two or three. They, they, you know, they scored. Like, they scored the 23 unanswered points. Right. And I think they only scored three in the second half. Like, once they got figured out, Andy Reid can't game plan and adjust on the fly. So it's He just good, doesn't it, do it. It's going to be a problem for him in the playoffs. 
if a team goes in there and figures them out from the get-go, i.e. Baltimore. Right. But, or, like I'm talking about Denver this Sunday. And I think Denver, I know I know I, I've spooked, spoken ill of the Texans and their lackluster abilities. This could be another scenario where Denver goes in, absolutely nothing to lose, rookie quarterback. Throws the ball all over the field. Could destroy them. Yep. And make them look bad because you know that defense is starting to really puff their chest because they think they're they're hot stuff. This could be another game, let's say last week, where I lose it in garbage time, thanks yeah. to Sean Watson. You're good. But I think Mahomes, again, it may not necessarily be him, but just the game plan and the team around him that may need to run the ball more. I don't know. I, I don't see him putting up huge numbers for him. <laughs> right. Uh, running back, I'm going to go with Mark Ingram. They're facing. I know they're facing a bad defense, um, and it's on a short week, so I think they're going to try to utilize all three running backs throughout the game. Um, and I'll stop and it there. He because, made these picks two days ago, right? So, and I, I'm going to stop it right there because I believe my prediction for his tank is already. Um, I've already lost it. Yeah, I think so. But I think the uh, the sixty some yards and the rushing touchdown, I think, has pretty much put a a, a loss in my uh, in one of my columns already. But I still make the pick regardless. So if you're voting on who's going to have a better week, just know he's already zero and one. Just saying, guys. Right. So, good job for you guys. Uh, yep, he's definitely um, he's definitely surpassed his totals already. So, okay. Um, uh, but I'll stick with it because, you know, we uh, respect the uh, process. Yeah. Uh, you're running back, sir. Nick Chubb. Because the Cleveland Browns refuse to use him the way they should. So is this a is this a spite pick? No, I love Nick Chubb. No, a spite against the Browns. No. Oh, I mean, they deserve it. They deserve Yeah, okay. But I, the guy... I said it from the beginning of the show. He should be, and not not just this episode. Uh, you said this doing it in general. Entire year, yes. He needs to be the face of the franchise. Well, he won't be the face because Baker's the face. Right. He needs to be the main cog in that franchise on the field. He needs to be the guy. They 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 strap the, the uh, carriage to him and say, "Bring us where we got to go." He needs to be Zeke. Yes, and he can do it. And he's a good kid, and he's got a good temperament and personality. Yeah. Like he could, he literally could have come out earlier this season and just been a real dick and just be like, "I'm not getting the ball. I need the ball." I need, no, he's he's done what he's done. He could have came out in the off season when they uh, not off season last year when they signed Kareem Hunt, but he did, I don't believe I remember hearing anything about that. Oh, it's funny you mentioned Kareem Hunt's name because ever since he came back, Chubb's production has dropped exponentially. He doesn't catch the ball anymore. Not that he can't. They just don't throw to him. Right. And last week on the goal line, they gave it to Hunt. Kareem Hunt runs in. Yep. I I don't understand it. It's like, do, do you want to, going into his third season, do you want to take this kid who can be one of the faces of your franchise, somebody you can be proud to put out there in public and say, hey, he plays for the Cleveland Browns. Do you want to potentially lose him because of Kareem Hunt? Who... Talent's not the question with Kareem Hunt. His character. Right. Is he going to be on the field, or is he going to get pissed off in a hotel lobby and kick someone else? Which is always possible, unfortunately, for him. I just... I just... He's got he's got two more years on his rookie contract, plus he's got the option year. So he's, unfortunately, unless he pulls one of those moves to shoot, shoot out his way out of town, he's stuck in Cleveland. But that's what I'm saying. He's... He's not. I don't think he's that type. Right. He's not. But so are they going to force his hand? Yeah. By because they're they're going to come back and be like, well, well, you only did this and this and this, so right. we only think that warrants this. And he'll go, no, 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 no. You didn't give me the ball. I could have taken the ball. You I could have done what you needed me to do. You give it to somebody else. You could be speaking to him in the ilk of current running backs of Saquon, CMC, Zeke, in that ilk. But you're not because... Delvin Cook. Oh, sorry. 
Dalvin Cook. My apologies, Dalvin, wherever you're at. I know you're listening. Um, <laughs> That'd be awesome if he was. Uh, he could be in that ilk, and yet because of the play style, because we decided we need to do it, we need to, we need Kareem Hunt, and we need to play him now. No, and 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 I'll I'll even go out on this limb. Maybe he could be a generational talent. I'll go oh, out. I'll go job, out, yeah. And I will go out on that limb. And maybe I'm the only one out on that limb. No, I'm there. But it could be a generational talent. And we could see yet again another player wasted away in Cleveland. Yeah. And I'll lead into my wide receiver. Mr. Emmanuel Sanders. Face in Atlanta. I think he's going to be limited snaps. Uh is going to be the focus of the offense. I think they want to get him going. They want to run the ball. I feel like they're going to try to preserve Sanders. He's still, I mean, he's had injury problems with 49ers and then also earlier this season with Denver. Right. They're going to need to preserve him because if you're going to win the Super Bowl, you need Manny Sanders. Yep. You He's not a kid anymore, either. You saw the offense when Manny Sanders went down. Yeah. It ain't good. I'm sorry. It ain't good. You have your complimentary pieces of Manny Sanders, Matt Burita, with a lead block of Kyle Juszczyk, and Jimmy G playing top level if he has all his pizzas, pieces with George Kittle fully healthy. I mean, if he had all his pizzas, too, he might be playing top level. <laughs> Maybe he's hungry. Maybe he is. Only Jimmy G's a lot of pizza. No, nah, I doubt it. Uh, projecting to get 11.4, I just I feel like they they can win this game handily, even though Atlanta's beaten some teams recently. I think they can beat this team handily and just have a focus on running the ball and just running that clock down as much as they can so they can maintain – their number one seat, the number, um, the division lead, and try to make a run at the one seed. But realistically, they get the two seed. It's not the end of the world. I just don't see the touches for Manny Sanders. My tank receiver, Julio Jones. And if anyone has seen Julio Jones, please inform the Atlanta Falcons of his whereabouts because they apparently have no idea he's on the field every Sunday. Correct. He's gone. He's lost. Like he three or four targets a game. Like Matt Ryan has just ceased to throw to him. Well, he 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 has to throw to him this week because he won't have Calvin Ridley. Calvin's on the IR. No, he's just going to throw to like Gage or somebody else or 13, 14 targets to Austin Hooper. They just refuse to throw to this guy. And whenever they throw to him, much like the Bucks with Mike Evans, right? He's effective. Imagine that the best player on the field can make plays. Right. Well. Analysis, go figure. Uh, sign him to a three-year fully guaranteed contract and then proceed to come out and, and use him about a quarter as much as they used to. I don't get it. Um, and you're not only that, you add to that, you're playing the 49ers who are going to be able to pressure Matt Ryan, who are going to be very upset the way they've played, that defense has played the last few weeks. And if they come out pissed at home and get their stuff together. Oh, my God. Matt Ryan's going to get a real good view of that uh, San Fran uh, mid-afternoon sky because he's going to be on his back three-quarters of the day. It, it it could get ugly real quick. So, <clears throat> as we did last week, we're going to put out on the the people to make picks. And I'm hoping we'll get more a little bit more engagement this week. Yeah, but those of you who did, we appreciate it, and we hope you come back this week and do it again. Absolutely. I'm going to add something to it this weekend. Now, we did have three people compete. They all, and I'm going to say this again, they all beat you, but they all lost to me. With your cupcake picks, yeah. I did. Okay. They were not cupcake, sir, they were not cupcake picks. They were not. I picked Alvin Kamara to struggle no, all year. No, no, no. He's still Alvin Kamara. If if you beat both me and Chris, and I know it's not much, but it it, it it's something. I'm gonna make a post just for you. 
one of those posts, if you see my post uh, I put on IG and, and, and Facebook, I'll make one for you. I'll put up your the players that you check the box on, put a little something extra on there, put it up, put your name on it. Maybe it's not much, but hey, I'm going to take the effort and time to make that for you if you be both of us. I think that's a cool idea. And uh, I know we had said earlier on we we first you know, told you guys we were going to do this, uh, that we take you know one or two a week. For now, we're just going to kind of pay attention to everybody who tries. Yeah. And if you're going to go out there and put your picks up, you know, we'll we'll see them underneath the Banker Tank post Ben puts up. And we'll uh, we'll probably comment on them and we can talk a little trash back and forth and it'll be a good time. So, you know, do a little research and, and pick your players and you know, post them. And then we'll uh, we'll tell you how wrong you are. <laughs> Just kidding, of course. I, I just, <laughs> I just think, uh, just get out there and 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 take a take a take a leap of faith. Or, or you can, I mean, you don't have to get out anywhere. You can you can just stay in your All own right, room. Yeah, I, I, dude, it's like ten degrees. Out. I, Nobody I mean, wants to be out anywhere. Well, okay. Well, in the Northeast, it is. Uh, yeah, it's probably but, nice south, but I mean, it could be beautiful in Ireland, right? Yeah, yeah, it could be. I doubt it. It's kind of along the same equatorial line, but. Uh, Okay, maybe I'm, I've never been there, so I don't Yeah, know. I haven't either, no. Uh, but I think it, it it's just something fun to do. Um, whether whether you play fantasy all season or whether you have played zero fantasy all season, get out there and, and, and compete. Yeah, and if you're like me and all your fantasy seasons are over and you're essentially just an ATM that hands out prize money at the end of the year now. Thank you. Uh, just pay... Uh, Play Banker Tank, give you something, you know, miss, miss that camaraderie or trash talk. Yeah, go out there and give it a shot. Couldn't hurt. Now that we've talked about Banker Tank, let's get in the game of the week real quick. What you got? I got Philly at Washington, and I'm going to go down to the detail. Philly's going to lose 21-24 to on a last-second field goal because they suck. You went a little deeper and just said they suck. I just, I just, they, they, they suck. They, they, they're bad. They're, they're gonna put they because they were cocky last week, and they're gonna have this faith in 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 J- Jake Elliott to to give him a game winning kick. They're gonna miss it, and then Washington's gonna get the ball before the end of the game, and they're gonna drive down. They're gonna kick a field goal to win the game, and send the Eagles packing. And that Week 16 matchup, Week 16, I believe it is with the the Cowboys. They'll lose that one, too. They'll be out of the playoffs. Go home, Carson. Go home. Well, he might live there, so he might not, might not have to worry about it. Speaking of the Cowboys, my game of the week, L.A. Rams at the Dallas Cowboys. Ooh. You have two teams who have two very different versions of themselves. That is correct. And if either the best or worst version of both teams show up, it'll be a very interesting game. Now, if the worst version shows up, it'll be a mess. It'll be the bad news bears like three out nothing. there. What's that? It'd be like 3 nothing. Yeah, it'll probably be a safety or tied to zero. Because I couldn't get nothing from Cooper last week with you. I mean, yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, no, but I, I think... I mean, both... The best version of both teams have to show up here. You would think so. I mean, you would just think based on, on, on pride as competitors... Because the one thing I'll say about Dallas, I, I'm, you know... Have not been impressed with them much this year after the first three games. Neither has Jerry. No, but Jerry probably talks publicly a lot more than he should if he wants to, you know, have keep faith and trust from his team. But I just think that they are a proud franchise. And these players aren't taking losing lately. If they don't step up this week, forget it. They're not going to. Like it's just it's not this is just gonna be who they are. And the same with the Rams. Right. You see the Rams just get destroyed by Baltimore. I mean, not even just beat. I mean, they got annihilated by Baltimore. Right. Yeah, they did. Came out, showed a little pride, played a lot better. Came out and they beat a very good Seattle team. They made did, them yeah. look pretty pedestrian. And they're still kinda in the playoff yeah. discussion. So both teams have something to play for. Right. And both the best version of both teams shows up. You have a really, really good game. My prediction, uh, 
L.A. Rams win 31-21. I don't like that number. Jerry Jones actually implodes. I don't like that number. Why? Uh, It's too low. Yeah, because you got three Cowboys in your I fantasy just, team when you hey, want them to put up. Yeah, well, well, it's already on the table that I have them on my fantasy team. So yes, I'm going to be honest and say, yeah, I don't like that number. Well, good. I want that number to be like 35 or 40. Good, because I'm not rooting for you to lose, but I'm rooting for your competitor to win. Well, so, boohoo you. I'm going to win. I don't know. They didn't sound like crying to me. I'm going to win. I'm going to take it. It'll be two years in a row. I'm not crying. That sounds like hubris on your part. Uh, so maybe a little bit. Yeah. We'll see about that. I already told you, dude. Like, I'm just going to, you know, let the air to your tires if you win. So, <laughs> I don't have anywhere to go from that. So, with that, we're going to wrap it up. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed the show. Hope to see you here next time. Please let us know what you think. Good, bad, indifferent. I love if it's indifferent, you probably wouldn't say anything. That's true. But, uh, yeah. How can, you, how can you do that, Ben? Well, well you can go on Instagram at Ben underscore chris talk football you can also hit us up on twitter at ben chris talk fo1 and on facebook where you can see the post for banker tank and join in the fun it's ben and chris talk football all right guys till next time thank you very much for listening and we will see you right back here next wednesday morning thank you